Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Let's chat sport for a few minutes. Uh, Live 95 soccer correspondent Mike Hearn is on the line, as is Don O'Sullivan, editor of the Limerick Leader and the commentator here at Live 95. And uh, next door in the other studio, we have Live 95's Luke Litty. Now, 19 National Football League games, as well as games at underage inter-county level, went ahead over the weekend in GA. We provided full online, online commentary of Limerick's narrow foot, football league loss to Wexford from McNeville Park. Limerick trailed by eight points at half time and gave themselves too big of a mountain to climb. Uh, the result means that uh, Limerick's quest to gain promotion to Division 3 will go down to the wire as they're due to travel to Sligo next weekend for their final league game. Uh, football manager Billy Lee was uh, chatting afterwards about the future of the 2020 season. My personal opinion is that you know, plenty controls here today. I think it gives the general public something to watch. Um, Wexford came up here. You can see all the cars that came separately. Everything's been done properly. Um, I think if we can all abide by that, and um, I think there's a place for it. It's difficult times for society at the moment, and I understand people's fears. But if we can do these things properly, um, it gives something people an alternative at weekends just to, you know, to get away from COVID. It is very, very challenging, but we've got to be respectful of people who are, who are hospitals and, and stuff like that. But if we can all do our best to be smart about how we to follow the protocols, maybe there's a place. But look, we're going to have to let the scientists and the government make those decisions. That's a Billy Lee, the football manager. Um, Luke, you were on commentary duty yesterday with Tommy Stack. Do you think that they're going to get to play next weekend? I really don't know, Joe. Like the like the rest of the country at the moment, just uh, I suppose uh, waiting with bated breath uh, about the for the announcement uh, tonight or, or whenever that does come about. Uh, I'm really not too sure. I mean, Billy Lee talking about the protocols there. Yes, the protocols were followed to a T yesterday, and and obviously we were trying to keep a sharp eye on that because it was in the headlines so often during the week. It really was managed well and and organised well the the league meeting of the two sides. But as to whether Limerick will get to finish out their their national league campaign, I, I really don't know, Joe. It's maybe a a fifty fifty call. If you're looking at uh, certain level four restrictions with with extra restrictions from level five, does the GEA go ahead? Do the GAA want to go ahead? Will they make a decision based on on what the government announcement is, or will the government force the GAA to to cancel the season? I mean, it's it's really all up in the air at the moment, Joe. And uh, I I haven't an idea. As I sit here this morning, I have no clue what's going to come next weekend. At the moment, we'll plan as though sport is going ahead because we have obviously preparations for for next weekend. But uh, we'll wait and see. We'll all have to wait and see. Well, that's right. Obviously, there would be coverage about the footballers and the Limerick Senior Hurlers are set to open their Munster Championship campaign at the weekend against Clare if the government permits sport to continue. Don O'Sullivan, will things go ahead? Should they go ahead? Oh, Joe, uh, big question, isn't it? The million-dollar question. I, I, I'm confused, Joe, and I, you might joke that I often am confused, but people in, people living in Limerick can play inter-county hurling, but they can't play junior soccer or club rugby. Um, and then you're asking how come amateur players are allowed to play into county hurling and then people will tell you oh it's what the people want but I'm sure people want to watch rugby and want to watch soccer too and it seems to be coming down maybe now to money or you know morale of the country or whatever I think they're all the wrong decisions to make you know, every single person 
and the island of Ireland wants to see the championship go ahead. But if it's not the right thing to do, then it's not the right thing to do. We need to man up and, and agree on that uh, as early as possible because, as Luke says, you know, plans are in place. But, you know, how long is a piece of string and, and how can you compare it to other sports that have been stopped by their governing bodies? And why does the GA then get special dispensation? You know, these guys are going back into the community. They're not in their high-performance bubbles like Munster Rugby are tested every week. So it's, it's difficult for, for anyone to say that they should go ahead because I don't think it's fair if they do go ahead and everything else is stopped and vice versa, to be honest. Yeah, we're chatting to Don O'Sullivan, to Luke Liddy, Mike Ahern, our soccer correspondent, is on the line as well. What's your take on it? Um, I suppose, Joe, I think the government are cost now, aren't they, between a rock and a hard place. They seem like they want to balance both economy, sport and what's the best thing to do for health reasons in the country. Everybody is waiting with bated breath. Uh, the rumour is we'll fall somewhere in between 4 and 5, at around 4.5 or 4.6. What that essentially means is that we're probably going to be even more confused come this evening. Uh, I, they just need to be clear, don't they? I mean, either lock down all sports or just stop picking and uh, choosing which sports can continue because the same number of players go on the pitch, Joe. There's no spectators, whether it's elite level or at amateur level at the moment. And we made the point on Saturday morning that if there's GA games going ahead, the same 30 players, the same backroom team is needed, whether it's at inter-county level or at junior B hurling level. So I don't think it's very fair that some are, are being favoured over others. I think the government just needs to make one firm decision and, you know, if we had a lockdown maybe two weeks ago, we'd be more than halfway through it by now. It, it's just been really, really diluted, the messaging coming out of uh, government offices. And I hope tonight that we all have clarity and that we know what we can do going forward. But just from a sporting sense, you, you, you just really, really fear and worry for the future of many, many sporting clubs and organisations because some have tried to get back, some have been stopped again. Some have kept going and most are trying to survive with no money coming in at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke, you know, it could, another extended lockdown that doesn't allow, for example, professional sport to continue, it could spell the end of professional rugby in this country. Um, uh, also, League of Ireland, which is a combination of professional and semi-professional, Luke, that, that could go by the wayside. Yeah, and it's a it's it's a very real threat, unfortunately. And and you look at uh, financial issues at the the IRFU, as obviously the the FAI and the SSE Electricity League, and and it's it's something, yeah, that, that maybe they can't take another downturn in sport or, or or getting rid of sport altogether just from the TV revenue that's that's keeping them afloat at the moment. I know government have have made available bursaries and the likes as well to to help sporting bodies through these tough times, but uh, it's it it, it is an Worst, if the word is so cliche at the moment it's so unprecedented because like they, this is this has never been planned for and you, you look at the kitties and it, it's all down to to the Aviva Stadium being full for the rugby and to have their internationals and and that brings in the money pays the players and the likes and you're looking at now staff members being furloughed hopefully not losing their jobs but possibly losing their jobs and look it's it's a huge period of uncertainty and, and who knows what another sporting lockdown could do the first time definitely rocked each and every sporting body to its very core and who knows what's going to happen and, and how long sport will have to go back behind closed doors or, or be stopped completely and Don O'Sullivan I mean, with your full editor's hat on of the Limerick leader it's been interesting commentary even locally this weekend around you know, too much negativity and too much coverage of COVID-19. What's your response to that? 
too much negativity. I don't know, Joe. All we've tried to do anyway in the Limerick Leader, um, much like yourselves, is report the, the daily facts that we get from the government and the, and the numbers. And we've actually put pressure on the government in recent weeks to give us the daily Limerick numbers so we can help people know what the situation is in their locality. COVID is not a positive thing, believe me. I'd much rather be reporting on something else or talking to you about something else. But the fact of the matter is that if you report the facts, you know, some people aren't going to like the way we report them or the way that they're put out there. But at the end of the day, we're just showing people the numbers. We're not making them up. They're, they're given to us by government every night. And we go with what the HSE are telling us to go with. And we're trying to provide But, but, there, but there seems to be a view out there that, you know, the media should be covering it less and being more positive. Covering it less, I don't know, Joe. I think it's it's on everyone's lips. It's the it's the the topic of conversation that everyone is interested in. I can understand maybe some criticism of the media in terms of if there's stuff leaked out ahead of official press releases, stuff like that, and people are making a lot of commentary on hearsay or maybe stuff that could come down the line, like we've seen last number of weekends. Oh, we're going into five, then it's four, then we're going into five. It could be three and a half. That's that's disappointing, all right, and, and maybe not ideal, but from our own point of view, as you say, with my Democrat editor hat on, we're trying to show people the numbers in the locality. We're trying to show people the facts of the case. It is negative. It, 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 it's making people sick. It, it's causing people to, to pass away. Um, and unfortunately, there's no other way to cover that than to give people that hard news, which is difficult to to give over as we all know in the news industry you know just because it's not nice doesn't mean it's not news unfortunately at times it's a difficult one for us as I say Joe we'd much rather be covering some positive stuff for Limerick which we're trying to do on a weekly basis yeah. but like ourselves to keep that morale up. yeah 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 alright alright not easy times there's no question about that thank you very much to Donna Sullivan editor of the Limerick Leader thank you to Michael Hearn Live 95 soccer correspondent and thank you to Live 95 Sports Luke Liddy as well Call Limerick today now on 461995.